Amen. Come on, let's give them a hand one more time for the hundreds of people that showed up that took me at my word last week when I said love is a verb and that your actions is the only way to validate what you said. Jesus told the Pharisees, you say with your lips you love, or you say with your lips you love me, but you lied to me with your tongue. Uh, so many times we say things and it really don't pan out when you, you know, when you look at it. People say I'm this or I'm that, but when you look at them, Jesus said you will know a tree by the fruit that it bears, not by what it says I am. It can say I'm an apple tree all it wants to, but if there's no apples, what good is it? So welcome today to the Harbor Worship Center. We thank you for being with us today for our second installment in Love uh, is a Verb series, and I'm excited about it, and I hate to take these banners down, uh, but we got Easter banners that's about to go up, and so we're excited about this. We're going to continue in the Love is a Verb series, and so we're just stoked about it. But today, um, it, well, first of all, if you don't know me, I'm Pastor Mike Sains, the lead pastor here, and we just welcome you and thank you. Uh, just inundated last week with brand new visitors, first-time guests, uh, old-time guests, all of you. And so we're delighted to have all of you. And uh, as Zach said a moment ago uh, in his debut in hosting, it won't be your last. Amen. I told him in the green room preparing, I said, don't embarrass us or you won't never go back. <laughs> <laughs> I was cutting up with him, but uh, I knew he was going to do a good job, and uh, he said there's something for everybody to do, and so we believe in serving. It is a core value of ours, as well as doing life together, and so we have had a wonderful, wonderful time doing just that. So today I want to go deeper into this series. Last week we talked about love serves, and uh, one of the highlights of that, again, was your actions is the only way to validate your words. It's the only way to prove that what you said is true. Amen? And so today I want to take a little bit different pass as we talk about not only love serves, but love gives. Now, we just received the offering, so don't have a coronary. And, uh, you know, but uh, love gives. Now, I I'm going to just dive into a few things because it's not just money. The world thinks all the church wants is their money. That's why we tell you to put your wallets up the first two or three times that you're here. And we go, we spend thousands of dollars every year to give back coffee cups and T-shirts and mugs and this and that and the other just to break that mold of what the world says the church is. Matter of fact, I met with somebody yesterday and they talked about a, a giving church. I said, you know what, we gave $208,000 over a fourth of our income last year outside the walls of these churches incredible how in the world it's only through God because I don't know how you do that it scares me to death sometimes when I look at what we're doing matter of fact our Easter budget kind of uh, you know got the engines going a little bit too as I, I look through this and especially every time I see Adam coming but uh, anyway I want to talk to you about love gives and uh, that's the, the most important thing you need to know I, I don't I can't find a single example in all of Scripture, when somebody truly said they loved and truly meant they loved, unless they were giving of something, whether it was money, whether it was possessions, whether it was time, whether it was talent, but 
money, I mean, money is a, is a great servant, but it's a cruel master. Did you know that? It's hard to serve money. As a matter of fact, Jesus said you cannot. He didn't say it'd be hard to. He didn't say it'd be a difficult task or an uphill climb. He said you cannot serve God and money. Amen? You just can't do it. And so uh, the way I look at it, it, it's all God's. You know, um, Blake asked me the other day, he said, Pastor, any possibility we could use your trailer? I said, it ain't mine, it's God's. That's the exact word I said. I said, it's God's. I mean, if I ain't got something going right then that, that just is pressing, sure. I mean, the church needs it, it's got it. So here's what you need to know. True love gives. Look at your neighbor and say that with me. True love gives. Not only does true love serve, but true love gives. You see, you can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. Victor Hugo said, you can give without loving. You can be mad at somebody. You could just want them to go away from your door. And, and, and so instead of listening to the 30-minute spiel about the vacuum cleaner, you say, here's $50, leave. I've even paid some preachers not to come. Because... <laughs> I mean, I felt bad because they wanted to come, and I, I, you know, I just, I said, listen, we're just going to send you $300, and you stay home. I didn't say, I mean, I said it better than that. I mean, I, I said it better than that, but I was, you know, we had so much going on, and, uh, you know, I, I'd just rather give. So you can actually give without loving. You can give without even caring, just to try to get them out of your hair. But you cannot love without giving. You just can't do it. So I, I can't find any examples. So um, our actions is the only way we validate our words. I remember it was a, a few years ago, three or four years ago now, I think it was about four, my, my youngest boy, Andrew, was going through a real hard time, and, and, and I don't have a whole lot of time to spare. As everybody knows, I got a lot of irons in the fire. But uh, it, it was a tough time, and I decided to buy, he and I both are LSU Tiger fans, and so I bought the tickets uh, for he and I, so I had Love Gives, right? So you got to buy them tickets, and they were expensive and all that stuff. But nonetheless, not only that, I had to rent a car. Now, you know, and, but I, I told him, I said, listen, me and you are going to take a road trip. Where are we going? Well, we're going to Baton Rouge. Oh, my God. So, you know, we're going to spend some time together, some good quality time together. Well, we hit the road that day. Man, we experienced so much together in that. You know, it's about a nine-hour ride. Well, for me and him, a little better. But... I mean, we experienced a lot of things. We experienced uh, going out there together. We experienced, you know, the campus together, the, um, the, the football team coming onto the field. It was all fun. It was great. They beat the snot out of us the first quarter, the second quarter, the third quarter, most of the fourth quarter. And then we come back, and, man, we are one catch away with five seconds left on the clock, Mississippi State, Michael, you'd like that. With, with, with one second, I mean, with five seconds left on the clock, one catch, if we catch it, we win by five points. If not, we go home. Half the stadium had already emptied out, but there stood me and Andrew on the 50-yard line. Are y'all with me? We was hoping for a miracle, and it didn't come. And we lost. But I'll tell you something about the time we shared together. We spared no expense. When we went to the mall, we bought LSU hats, had our name embroidered on them. We spent a couple hundred dollars in just all kind of garb and get up. Man, there was no doubt who we was rooting for. Y'all with me? Why? We just allocated the time and the money and said, you know what? It's going to be some father and son time, and we're going to have a blast, and we're going to, if we want shrimp, we're going to eat shrimp. If we want potatoes, we're going to eat potatoes. If we want steak, and we ate steak. We drove like a wild fool. Matter of fact, we got a ticket. 
It was the first time I had ever been with Andrew when I was in the passenger seat. Woo! <laughs> so I was telling him, matter of fact, I said, you know, I never even saw it from this side. And I was laughing and, you know, carrying on because uh, he had cruise control. And this ain't good. I, I shouldn't say this. I, I shouldn't. But we had cruise control set on 90. I mean, I, 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 I'm not saying do that. I, I'm, I'm not. But, man, we was rocking and rolling coming home. And he was doing that because he saw me doing it. And that's bad. <laughs> but but he, he was rolling. I'd already done my four and a half hours. And so he was walking the dog. And he says to me, he says, Daddy, you got that side over there? And, and I'm looking to the right side. And, and so he taps it up four to hit 94 to go around the car that's too slow. Y'all understand? Y'all ever been there? Well, anyway, we're headed back home. And about time that thing hits about 93, I spotted him out up under the oak tree. It was the tan car with the dark brown Florida Highway Patrol. I said, hey, man, there's the man, there's the man. <laughs> man, he stood on the brakes. It was too late. I done seen the wheels turning, man. Dust was flying. Lights come on. Andrew said, you think he's coming for me? I said, there ain't a doubt in my mind. There ain't a doubt in my mind. And man, this guy, he comes and he gave us the break above all breaks. I'm talking about he didn't let us go, but he wrote that thing for 11 miles over. And God knows that was a lie. <laughs> Are y'all with me? That gentleman blessed us. But anyway, what I, I, I said that to say this. We spent time together. And time is important. Love gives time. I, I needed time to be doing stuff here. I needed time to be doing other things. I need, but you know what I needed more than anything else was to spend some time with him at that very moment and make some memories. Today I want to particularly focus on two areas. Love gives two things pr primarily, money and time. It took a lot of money to go do that, but I wouldn't take $1,000 for it right now. I wouldn't take $10,000 for it right now. Why? Because it was the time shared. You see, because I can always make more money. I can't make more time. Everybody gets the same 24 hours. And you know what? When so oftentimes we say, well, I don't have time for that. No, the, the, the truth is that you didn't make time for it. Because I do what I want to do, and you do too. I prioritize what it is I'm going to do, and the other things fall to the side. And you do that whether you do it, you know, thinking about it or subliminally. So our actions, again, validate or invalidate what we say. So if I say I love my family and I never spend or make time for them, I don't really love them. Did it get real quiet? Are you a workaholic and you never, never, ever make time and you're always gone and you're always on the run? You see, the words I love you, it's three words, I love you. But they are the most meaningful and the most powerful words in the world when they come from here. Now, when you've just had too much pizza or too much liquid courage or whatever it is you're drinking, probably shouldn't be, and you say, I love you, and you don't really mean it, it's no more than a Pharisee telling Jesus they love him. And Jesus said, you said it with your lips and lied to me with your tongue. I'm not talking about idle words or flippant words or words spoken, uh, you know, like that. But I'm talking about the value of words spoken from the heart. When I speak these words to my children, it affirms them. When I say those words to my wife, it lets her know I care. It lets her know that she's loved and, and that she's honored and cherished. When I say it to my mom and dad, their eyes light up. When I say it to my friends, it lets them know that I am there for them. And so then, let me turn that around and say, how does that work out when we say that to Jesus? 
You see, because we're talking about love gives. So let's talk about that word love. When I say I love you, Jesus, what attitude, action, or behavior is on display in our lives to show him that it's more than just words? Yes, it is works and it is deeds. What is it that we do to show him so that he don't call us a Pharisee and say, well, you say it, but you never show up in worship. You never spend time with me. You never get lost in praise to me. You, you never have a moment with me. You never have time for me. That's what a little child thinks about a dad or a mom that never has time. That, that, that little child says, they must not love me. They never have time for me. So when we say, I love you, Jesus, what is on display in our life to prove that it's more than just words? I want to take you to a story. It comes out of John chapter 12. It's the story of a girl by the name of Mary. Don't confuse this with the story of the, the prostitute from the city of Nain that had gotten saved and come to Simon the Pharisee's house and anointed Jesus' feet. This is not the same girl. But I want to take you to John chapter 12, and I just want to read this, uh, and, and I want to highlight some things. First of all, last week we talked about Lazarus, how Jesus, you know, I, I said love serves. You remember that? And how Jesus, when he got there, you could see he was moved. They said, oh, how he loved him because Jesus was crying, he was weeping, and then he raised Lazarus from the dead. Now, I want you to understand, him raising Lazarus from the dead created a big stir because, remember, he had already been, in the dead, or been dead four days. He was in the grave. He wasn't in a coma. It wasn't soul sleep. It, it, it wasn't that he was knocked out. Uh, they understood that he was absolutely dead his spirit of life was gone. They had wound him up in grave clothes, put him in a tomb, and put a rock over it. He was gone. Well, when he got up from the dead, man, do you know how fast that would travel? Man, you ain't even got to have a telephone. Huh? Just tell a woman, tell a man, tell a friend. Hello? And that's how it was back then. They didn't have Verizon, but they told everybody. And it was noised abroad, and the Bible said that people began to come over to Jesus because he raised the man from the dead. So let me show you this story. John chapter 12. Uh, six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. And here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served. Now I want you to understand, serving is important. Mary and Martha are sisters here, and Lazarus is her brother. Martha is serving. She's getting dinner ready. While Lazarus was among those reclining at the table. Lazarus is sort of kicking it back at the table, waiting on the meal. And uh, so Jesus had raised him from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor, and Martha served. Lazarus is reclining at the table. Mary took about a pint of pure nard. I'll explain that in a moment. An expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped it with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, who would later betray him, objected and said, verse 5, Why wasn't this perfume sold and given to the, the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. Wow. He did not say that because he, he didn't say that because he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. And he was the keeper of the money bag. He was the treasurer. And he used to help himself to whatever was put into it. Jesus said, leave her alone. It was intended that she should uh, save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. 
Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there, and they came not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well. For on the account of many of the Jews were going over to Jesus and believing in him. Now, I want to tell you something. Mary gave something that, I mean, the context of this is, this is one week before Jesus dies. I mean, this is because in the same chapter, you're going to find what we would normally talk about next week, which would be Palm Sunday, the triumphal entry, the last time Jesus come to Jerusalem. And so this is the setting right now. The people have said, hey, hey, have you heard? This guy wasn't in a coma. He has been raised from the dead. And, and what I want you to understand about this movement of people around Bethany and Jerusalem, it was not only noised abroad that Lazarus had been raised from the dead, it was six days to the Passover. So every male Jew 20 years old and up by law had to attend. So we're talking about 2.5 million people, scholars have said, that would converge on this place. Could you imagine? Let me just tell you, there's only probably... 60,000 people in all of Camden County. There's 1 million people in all of Jacksonville. Are y'all with me? Say amen. So you're talking about a hustling and a bustling place. We also have actual records that in one Passover they sacrificed 250,000 lambs. Uh, so let's just do a little bit of math and if just say uh, maybe there's at least 10 people, and I think that's conservative, 10 people per lamb, you're looking at over 2.5 million people right there. Lots of people in this bustling place, and you know, they say we're going to take out Lazarus, and because of all of this stir. So it's six days before the Passover, and Mary takes this pint of pure nard. Now remember, I told you that that love gives, and today we're going to look at love gives money and love gives time. Time is more valuable than money because we can make more money, but we cannot make more time. I know some of y'all right now said, whoo, I'll give a little bit of my time. I think it's both. We'll talk about it in just a moment. But the Bible says she took, she poured this on Jesus' feet and wiped it with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Watch this. But one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, said, why is this so? This could have been given to the church. We could have took care of the poor. But the Bible said he didn't say it because he cared anything about the poor. He said it because he was the treasurer and he took care of the money bag and he always helped himself. He needed a new donkey. He got it. He needed a new house. He got it. And he's taking it out of the treasury. So, so let's go on. So we have this outrageous act. Now I want to picture this for you. This perfume was made of roots and mixtures imported from India. It would be in a vase, or one gospel writer called it an alabaster box. Extraordinarily expensive. Um, and, uh, but think about this. Her brother, Lazarus, has been raised from the dead. It's an incredible moment for her. And so she decides, I'm going to do something spectacular. I'm going to do something beyond the norm. Scholars have said that this would represent her entire life's savings in an alabaster box. Even the, the word said, I mean, Judas himself, who knew money, 
said, my God, this was worth a year's wages. What do you make in a year? You make $100,000? That's what it was worth. Do you make 50? That's what it was worth. This was worth a year's wages. And she comes to Jesus, and uh, she's looked him eyeball to eyeball, and, and she decides to do something special. You know, she don't even feel worthy to anoint his head. You remember Psalm 23, thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runs over. She didn't even feel worthy to anoint his head. So she kneels down and takes everything she owns and all that she is worth, her entire value in this life. And the Bible does not say that she opened it up and began to pour it as if to conserve a little, but she broke the whole vase. Wasted it all. Poor is not wasted in the sense that, that, I'm not saying it was a waste. I'm saying there would be none left over for her. She poured all of it. All year's wages. All of it on his feet. And began to wipe and massage his feet with her hands. And after a period of time, she took down her hair. In those days, a woman would not be seen in public with her hair down. It would be an ill thing. Uh, a matter of fact, uh, you would be um, one of the ladies of the night if you were to show up like that. But she decided, I don't care what nobody thinks, and she takes her hair down. And she lets her hair down, and she begins to wipe his feet with her hair. Isn't that amazing? She breaks all that she has, and she wipes his feet with her hair, and she don't even care what anybody says or thinks. Wow. Isn't that amazing? She's overwhelmed with emotion. She's overwhelmed with gratitude. She gives this gift, I want you to understand, not to meet a critical need of a poor person. She gives this gift, you know, not because someone's been in an accident. She doesn't give this to propel some cause or some movement. She don't do that, but she gives it to the master. Now, you got to see two pictures happening here. It's really three. Martha is serving. She's getting dinner ready. And while she's getting dinner ready, and that, that's a notable cause. It, I mean, she, she needs to serve, no doubt. But here's, here's a lesson to be learned. While we serve, and I say this to all the servers, I say this to all the worshipers, all the leaders, all the staff, there's a time to set the table. There's a time to cook the bread. There's a time to do all that. But then there's a time to get at Jesus' feet. Amen? There's a time to take the alabaster box and break that and pour everything I am and all that I am and all I'll ever be and take that time. As a matter of fact, Martha said in another gospel, said, Jesus, tell her to get up and help me in the kitchen. And Jesus said, Martha, you're cumbered about many things. He said, but she has chosen this thing, the best thing. She has chosen to sit at my feet and to worship. There'll, there'll be time to eat. There'll be time for dinner. There'll be time for all of that. But this will not be denied her. Woo. Love gives. And she decided, I'm going to give. She did not give wondering what is going to be the rate of interest. What is going to be the rate of return. How am I going to get back what I've thrown away? How am I going to be reimbursed for my whole life savings? She didn't give like that. She come to Jesus seeing what, who he was. She come to Jesus knowing what he'd done. 
She, I'm telling you, she was so moved, and I, you would be too. If your brother had been dead for four days and began to stink and was laying in a tomb, and all of a sudden you saw the master stand with tears streaming down his face and the people crying out, oh, how he loved him. And he called his name and said, come forth. And he was raised from the dead. All of a sudden he comes and has dinner with them. A brother who was dead is now sitting reclining at the table waiting on dinner. She goes in a room somewhere and comes back with an alabaster box and pours it all on his feet. She didn't give thinking, I wonder if I'm going to be rewarded, you know, on the gross or the net. You see, when you say you love Jesus, he would expect that there will be some times in your life, I'm not saying it's every week, but he would expect there will be some times in your life when you go to the back room and bring out the vase or the alabaster box. That there will be some times in your life. I'll never forget when we got ready to build this church, scariest time of my life, and I jump out of airplanes. Listen, I'll never forget taking about 15 staff members to my living room, preparing a meal, looking them eyeball to eyeball. And saying, this is the hardest endeavor I've ever struck out on. God is with us. But I need you, every one of you, to set the example and dig deep. I will personally give $5,000. I didn't have it. I didn't have it. I had to make it. I had to earn it. I had to do something to get it. Sell something. I had to do something. I said, but I personally commit to giving $5,000. What are you going to do around this room? Because I don't need nobody sitting on their hands. And I'm not saying that everybody had it. Everybody in the room didn't have it. But I'll tell you this, it blew my mind of those who stepped up and said, Pastor, you know what? If you're willing to go out, I'm willing to go as well. I don't have it either, but I'll guarantee you I'll do a side job. I'll work something. I'll do something. I'll sacrifice. And around that room, I wanted to be able, when I met with the church, to say this is what the staff has already said. They believe God enough that they are going to do. When is the last time you broke a vase? What does that mean, Pastor? There was a time in my life that God spoke to me and said, give away your automobile. I thought, God, are you crazy? I mean, it ain't the best one, but it does get me from point A to point B. But I obeyed the Lord. I mean, there's some times in our life when we say, I love you, God. It's easy to say it when there's no real requirements. Calm down. The offering's been received. Now, if God speaks to you, obey him. But listen, uh, you say, no, 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 wait a minute, Pastor, there's just no way. I can't even make a difference. Let me tell you a real quick story. Uh, there was starfish, a store come by a number of years ago, years ago, and washed starfish all up on the beach. They were everywhere. I mean, starfish all over the place. In fact, I think we have a slide. And... There was an old man that walked along the beach and he said to a young man, a young man was standing there and he was picking them up and he was just slinging them back into the sea. And the old man looked at him and said, son, what are you doing? Look at this. I mean, look at how many. You're never going to make a difference. And as that young man reached down and picked one up and flung it back into the sea as it hit the water, he said it made a difference to that one. If you could do for one what you wish you could do for everybody, it's incredible what will happen. 
So here's the deal, folks. Here's what I want you to understand. When we say love gives, love gives both. It gives its time and money. So I, I don't know what God may be telling you to do. There, I, I, listen, again, time is more valuable. Time is more valuable. I mean, there's things, you know what? I, I think we are somewhere around the $45,000 mark as we upgrade and prepare and do everything we're doing. Uh, and it's not just for Easter, it's for the church, period. So many things that's going to happen. Pastor, how in the world? I don't know. I drove by the other day and I watched a church van. A brand you know, it was a church I used to pastor. They just bought a van. They don't have 100 people. But they just bought a church van. I said, you know what? Our church needs about two of them. Two of them. Wow. I got thinking. I said, Lord, we still ain't built the sign yet. We're still buying banners. We're going to put a digital sign out there one day. One of the quotes I got was $35,000. How in the world are we going to do that? Calm down. The same God that made a way for everything we have will make a way beyond. I'm just saying, there's things that God might challenge us to do. You know, it's been a long time. You know, I, I don't think we've raised an offering in this church for this church. I don't know when. We give thousands of dollars to Louisiana when they flooded, thousands of dollars to Maria, thousands of dollars to Harvey, thousands of dollars to Irma, multiplied thousands to Africa and Guatemala, sowed 15,000 into Camden County last year, year before. But I know I serve a God that is able. And then again, money's one thing. Some people write a check like, no, no big deal, go buy the van. But then it's time, and you, my friend, showed what it meant this week in Harbor Love Week. That video, when you went and embraced another church, not only, I mean, we've had time with Pastor Payne in the office here several times on the phone. We're buying the Easter promotion materials. We're doing all of that. We're sowing into that church financially. We're saying you can double on Easter, and we are going to help you do it. All we want you to do is follow up and keep them. Amen. And you, when you went to that nursing home, we had four nursing homes, or, or senior living facilities, I should say, was filled with over 70 people from the harbor. The highways with people picking up trash. Right here, I don't know how, man, there was probably a couple hundred people here Wednesday night getting things ready around here. Thursday night, a hundred dozen cookies was baked and given away. Can you imagine? A hundred dozen cookies was baked and given away in the block party to just say, hey, we love you. You don't owe us nothing. We're not selling cookies. We're giving them to you. And then I don't know how many, but I think more than 50 women show up to go to the Camden house to bless them with furniture and clothes and gifts and all kind of stuff. Just incredible. Truly being the hands and the feet. Taking time out of your schedule. You could have been with your family, but you chose to do Love Week. Incredible time. So here's what I want to do. I want to pray. Would you bow your heads with me? I know our closing host is coming in just a moment. Here's what I want to do. Because God's speaking to some of you right now. And no, I'm not going to receive an offering right now. 
but I put the ball in your court. If God is moving you to break that alabaster box of pure nard, which was spike nard, which was extremely and extravagantly expensive, it was crazy. And people look at you and say, man, you must be out of your mind to do those things. Listen, God has a unique way of making things turn around in our lives. And really and truly, we don't have, I don't, I don't have one thing. Everything I own is God's. Every dime I have, every vehicle I ever have, every tool I have, all of it's his. And if you ask for it, he can have it. Think about who you need. Think about whatever it is God would have you to break a vase for. But then think about where does God want you to put some time right now that you're lacking in. Father, in the name of Jesus, I've preached the message you've laid upon my heart. Love gives. I think about Cornelius, who was a military man. The Bible said he loved God, prayed to God always, and gave much alms. That was money. And then when the angel visited him, he said, Cornelius, I know you're a devout man that fears God and hates evil and that you have given much alms. God has seen it, and it has come up before him as a memorial. So God Bless your people today as we obey you and we understand that love gives. Love gives money, but love gives time. In Jesus' name, lay it upon their heart. Amen.